0: Everybody welcome back to another episode of Dadcast. How the heck are y'all doing today? My name is JP, your host, and joining me as always, the very tenacious one, still infected with the COVID, Nick Martin. How are you, buddy?
1: I'm good. I'm still alive, so there's yeah, that.
0: you still rocking and rolling, man. I'm very proud That's of right. you for, you know, getting out of bed and doing what you got to do to 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 power through these podcasts with you, man. I know you're not
1: feeling too great. No. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's worth it though man it's worth it joining
2: <laughs> you're in the middle of it you got COVID right
1: now oh yeah he does oh, my God. yeah he tested positive a couple days ago we'll, we'll get right into
0: that let, let, let's let's do some introductions oh man it's all good there's no rules on the podcast joining us today is and I, I don't want to say former I think I don't even know if the word retired is fitting. We'll ask him as soon as I finish the introductions. But bottom line, MMA fighter, UFC fighter, Mr. Josh Berkman. What it is, good sir. How are you, man?
2: I'm doing awesome. Just looking forward to talking to you guys. I can already feel the vibe and the energy. So yeah. <laughs> so,
0: so is it retired? Is it former? Is both work?
2: You know, I feel like it's definitely... Uh, uh, Vikings don't retire. They, they exactly. You know what I'm saying? So yes. I'm, I don't know that I'm ever fully retired, but I have, I've, uh, I, I'm not currently fighting. i you know, I, I fought professionally for 17 years. I had 49 professional fights and it was just time for me to walk away from the sport about two years ago.
0: We'll just say not currently competitive,
2: not currently competitive, but if the opportunity as arises for me to whoop somebody's ass, you better. <laughs> be I'm going
1: to, I'm going to knock that opportunity out right now. So how about a <laughs> tough enough, you know, Brian Lindsay. So how about a tough enough? We do a little exhibition. Me, you. I don't, oh my I don't God. know what I'm doing. That's
0: gonna be an absolute <gasps> slaughter, Nick. It could be the
2: COVID talking, but
0: this, it sounds like a hell of a lot. Dude, of fun. I am in. I'm <laughs> buying that pay per view right now. I'm already sold.
2: Listen, if we all get to go to Vegas and Brian sets us up, you know that I'm in 100. Let's do it. We'll just call it. <laughs> the reason for fighting was the treatment we got in Vegas. I, it, all right.
0: Like I can guarantee you this: it's going to be a better fight than Logan Paul
1: Mayweather was. That's right. This is this is like my Logan Paul throw out on the internet. I, I challenge
2: mean, you. <laughs> challenge accepted. All right.
0: <laughs> oh, you poor son of a bitch, Nick. You thought you're feeling bad now. Oh man. <laughs> all right, let's all jump right. right in. Uh Josh, the premise of Dadcast, as I'm sure you're aware, is we do our best to talk everything Dad, your your adventure, your life, your path, your journey that is fatherhood for you. We share a little bit about us. Now I do say and have to disclose that while we try to do that most of the episode, every episode we have done so far to date, we usually tend to go off the rails at some point, so be forewarned.
2: I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready for all topics. I'm an open book. I'm sure we're getting, we get. We got to go a little through the history to be able to get to why we're dads the way that we dad. Absolutely. I
0: mean? so, so first... I'm an open, first, I'm an open book. We can go everywhere. All right, man. That's good. First question right off the bat. It's a rite of passage. Uh, you are a dad.
2: Yeah, dad, two little boys. Okay. Uh, Legend and Atlas, and they're eight and six years old. What were the names again? Legend is my eight-year-old son, and Atlas is my six-year-old.
0: So, man, those names are just so epically good. I can't even I, – I now, I did a deep dive. I did the whole Wikipedia thing. I did all things Josh Berkman, and a little prepping to find out who I'm going to be talking to, You know, as all good guys who do shows should do. And uh, I, I already did know those names, but, you know, the world doesn't. And I just went right off the bat, damn it. I missed an opportunity to name my son something like that. Although my son's name is pretty cool. His name is Sawyer, but he ain't no legend.
2: So here's a good one. I got a couple Sawyers that train with me and they kids, and they're all little badasses. How old are they? Uh, one of them's six, and the other one's eight.
0: Okay, so mine's ten. He was first. All right, wow. I always like being first. I'm seeing more and more Sawyers pop up since my son was born. And I just, I didn't, that was not a name that was popular to be perfectly honest when he was born. And now there's more and more coming. It's crazy how that works out.
2: You know, I did the same thing. I didn't want my boys. I wanted them to have unique names and I wanted them to have powerful names that had meaning. And legend was not in the top 500 names. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know one person named legend.
0: I've never known someone.
2: Now I know two little kids that are also named legend that are much younger. And both those their parents are friends with me. Yeah. And then Atlas, I know quite a few dogs named Atlas, but I didn't know any little boys and I don't I still don't know anybody named Atlas.
0: Wow. So father to two sons in the cool And since we're on it,
2: yeah. right? That's Atlas,
0: you right. know. Yeah. And then I decided
2: to put legend's name here. And I'm getting a map and a compass and a mandala for like a legend of a map and a map right there. So my little boys are on the right arm. Nice.
1: Yeah. 8
0: 86 2010. That's my boy's birthday. Roman numerals right there.
2: Awesome. And then I might throw the Roman numeral. We'll see how it ends up filling in the space. But I think that's part of the, you know, the, the experience of fatherhood and being proud is, you know, like sometimes we like to put our their names on us and symbols on us and for me, I mean, that's definitely what that represents as for you too. So that's pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, absolutely, man. I still got to fill up the other side uh with uh the daughters. Um, I've got a few ideas, but I, I'm having issues because I also want to get a tattoo of myself all over my body, but taller. So it just, you know, Nick, you get it, right? Totally. Yeah. <laughs> so what's it like, man? I mean, being a father to two sons for you, is this, I mean, it's to me personally, I mean, that that's the numero uno, number one job that dominates, hopefully the rest of my life.
2: Right. Absolutely. You know, I think that, you know, I've been through a lot of phases in my life and, you know, I'm 41 years old now and I basically said the first 30 years of my life, they're for me. I'm not getting married. I'm not having kids. I'm going to be a professional fighter and I'm going to chase that. And that's what I'm going to do for the first 30 years. And then I knew that after 30 that I was going to want to have a family and be a father. And You know, I feel like fighting and in this warrior stage of my life in the first 30 years, I was on purpose and it was very much my purpose. And when I had my first son, um, that changed a lot, you know. And then when I had my second little boy, you know, my drive to fight changed and my passion was not being a warrior and a fighter anymore. It was taking those lessons into fatherhood and being a father, and I feel like very much my purpose and my path right now in this stage of my life is to be a good father to my boys.
0: And that's what we try to promote here on DadCast. Exactly. And, you know, we have yet to get a guest on that, for lack of a better way to put it, is a shitty father. Uh, you know, it's it just... Which might the other find time. It <laughs> Right. So for all the, you know, shitty fathers out there who may be watching this and, and you know who you are, turn that around, man, because it's 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 the greatest gift bestowed upon any man in the world in my opinion and uh, you're missing out yeah
2: Korea, nah, and I agree 100% that can nah. get to one of our greatest honors and greatest titles
0: in sure. regards to that though how would we book a shitty father nick i don't know <laughs> i mean is that i'm gonna we can calling all absentee dads would you like to appear
1: on a podcast we want to so help if you're, you if out you're a dad and like, you hate your kids we want you on Dadcast. yeah
0: you know i don't think i want them on dad yeah. and they really no. want some help you know <laughs> Wow! So you said first thirty years of your life dedicated, dedicated to being a warrior, which you have. I've seen some YouTube videos. Again, Nick, you're totally screwed, buddy. Um, Whatever.
2: (laughs) I can get. Listen, my buddy's training Jake Paul. I can get us on that undercard, maybe too.
1: Oh hell yeah, let's do it! (laughs) Oh,
2: that's popular. Popular podcast. You know, X right. fighter.
1: That's what they're looking for. Dude, I am. So, yeah. So my my buddy please. is the number one ranked jujitsu fighter in the world. He's a, in a, in the a men over forty. So he's actually training me.
2: Oh, okay. So I'll, need I'll be him? a you're little
1: gonna, prepared. Not much.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: huh? I said you're gonna need him.
1: I know. <laughs> Oh, all to, like, guys are already on, like, doing it. It's like-
2: <laughs> it's the masters division. I, I think that they need to have a, you know the older ages and the masters. Yeah. I, I don't want to fight the kids anymore, but I feel like I can hang with the forty and fifty year olds. Still.
0: Exactly right. <laughs> okay, what about now? What are you weighing in right now, at Josh?
2: I'm right around two. I said fluctuate between 200 and 205.
0: Okay, so Man, I'm meant to drop some weight. Well, no, no, you I'll- you keep the <laughs> weight. I'll keep my weight and. We're going to be close yeah. to pushing 600 pounds if it was two on one against Josh. <laughs> I think both of us, maybe, maybe we got a shot at tapping him out. Maybe,
2: but. I, I think Both of you, there's, there's for sure a shot, <laughs> especially if Nick's training in jujitsu and has a little, you know, <laughs> I, I teach kids camps. That's what my, my focus is like teaching kids yoga, martial arts and movement. Uh-huh. And I always joke with the kids and I'm like, guys are not ready for me. I could meet up at least eight, 10 year olds.
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> I took I'm that test trying,
2: too. You know, two, three grown men—that's a little tougher.
0: Yeah, but you know, I wonder if you could. That's so funny. You think about it: fifteen, eight-year-olds. Could you? Do you think you could take fifteen, eight-year-olds, Nick? No, and they're they're biting, they're kicking, they're stomping.
1: Dude, I can barely take my one-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> my, little, my little guy's a badass. So, is this that's the thing.
2: They're going to wear you down. They got the endurance to go exactly all right.
1: You got to
0: You got to just. You
1: need fifteen knockout punches quick. I can't
0: believe I just said talking about knocking out eight year olds on, on Dude, the. My little guy's, guys got
1: too. the psychological thing going. He throws on Coco Melon, and then just sits there and laughs at you as you're watching it. Then he falls asleep, and then you find yourself watching it even after he's asleep. You're like,
0: God <laughs> damn it, <laughs> guilty. Not Coco Melon, but uh, you know, for my kid, it yeah. was. Uh, 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 the little bald head, Caillou.
2: <laughs> See, we had to start with like the Airbender and Kung Fu Panda. Uh huh. You I, know, what's cool now though. As my as my boys are six and eight, they really they they like to watch fights with me, but they get distracted. But what they'll watch, what we started doing every Friday night, is watching the WWE. Oh, and they nice. they love Roman Reigns and. Yeah. I don't know where they just saw it somewhere. And then they started asking if they could watch wrestling. So every Friday night we sit down, I get us pizza or Thai food. We get good food and we sit there and I just get into the wrestling with them. And it's been a really, really cool bonding experience because for so many years it was cartoons and it was, you know, like (laughs) the stuff we're talking about. And now it's like, man, my six and eight year old want to sit down and they want to watch wrestling and then they want to wrestle. And we're going into this new phase where, you know, they're kind of like starting to like sports. They're liking wrestling. They're liking football. They're liking t-ball. And now they want to sit around and watch wrestling, you know, and it's it's cool for me as a dad to like for them to come into this new stage and me to be able to like enjoy that with them.
0: That is awesome. that's awesome. My uh, my son, he's ten. Three years ago, he was, he was he was about the same time, six years old. You know, he saw Dad watching Monday Night SmackDown, and he sat down and started watching it with me, and started really getting into it. And of course, John friggin Cena was his favorite. And uh, <laughs> so the next year, we bought him tickets on for near his seventh birthday. They did a house show up in uh, Eugene, Oregon, close to where we live, and that was yeah. one of my very first vlogs that we did. But we got basically ringside. And this was when Roman Reigns was still a good guy and I'm going to link it up here. So anyone wants to watch it, check it out right there. But he got to meet him in the sense that he got a, you know, a high five and a hand slap and the look on his face after meeting, you know, one of his heroes in wrestling was just to this day, I'll go back and watch that video that I made. And it's just, it's so heartwarming and you'll be proud of this one, Josh. Today, well, it was supposed to be today. Uh, and a, a podcast got uh, rescheduled today, so it's going to actually end up being tomorrow. He's starting oh, his very first boxing class.
2: Kid, awesome.
0: Kid wants to box. I mean, he comes at me. He asked me if we can go watch Rocky the other night. And I'm like, where, where is this coming from? He's like, oh, just want to box, Dad. And i like, you know what it is? I, I guarantee I know what it is. He's been watching some Logan Paul YouTube videos. And, you know, whatever (laughs) the case, if, and you know, the the people are saying that they're ruining the sport you know what Uh, I beg to differ. If my 10 year old son who showed no interest in competitive sports is now interested because of that. And it, and it, you know, it starts a new wave of interest in the sport. I'm in, you know, a, it's, it's,
1: it's going to get, you know, discipline just the amount of work that they put into before they actually fight. If they were just fucking around on YouTube and then go and do the fight, I'd be like, oh, screw those guys. But they actually train, they oh, bust yeah, their asses. They do. Yeah. So you well, got you uh, got to give them some props on that for no, sure.
2: I agree 100%. I think that um, them bringing notoriety to boxing um, is good for the sport because it's new eyes, you're creating new fans, and boxing needs that because boxing got a little stale and boxing has to reinvent itself and be a little bit more entertainment because of what the UFC did too. Yep. Mm-hmm. Also, my buddy—that's my college roommate—we played football together, and he was also a, an Olympic boxer and was a title contender at cruiserweight. His name is BJ Flores, and he's Jake Paul's main trainer. Nice. And for, for for about two years, he's like Berkman. I gotta tell you about this Jake Paul kid. Like he reminds me of you. He's tough. He works hard. So I started paying attention, and he was sending me. Clips of Jake Paul sparring professional boxers and beating their asses, and then like this kid's running sprints in the hills. They've been training really hard for three years, mm-hmm. and I'm—I told everybody I'm like, there's no chance that Ben Askren is going to hang with Jake Paul. Or Jake Paul I watched him box; he can really box, and he's really focused. And I'm telling you now, I'm buddies with tyrone Woodley but Tyrone Woodley is going to get outclassed and outboxed severely by Jake Paul. You you're serious right now.
0: You're calling (laughs) that right now.
2: I'm calling that now. And I'm telling you, I have seen this kid's private sparring sessions and BJ is a great coach. He's very serious. And Jake Paul is working and has been working like a professional boxer for three years. The kid's got power. He works as hard as anybody else is working, not only I think he's going to be Tyrone Woodley, but I think he's going to be, I mean, they're being really intelligent about the matchups they're creating. Right, Mm -hmm. This kid can legitimately box like a professional fighter. And he's put ass whoopings on really good professional fighters. I
0: I haven't doubted that one second. What, what annoys me is the fact, the media, how they portray him. Just some YouTuber. (laughs) Sure. He's a cocky little (laughs) punk punk-ass who does what he does on YouTube. That's what got him to fame. But when it comes to, you know, how serious he is about the sport and the craft that is boxing, I mean, you said it yourself. You'd know better than me. Uh, Watch out, man. Watch out.
2: There's another dude he boxed, um, sparred with before he was getting ready for Ben Askren. And it's a, a guy that's real tough. I forget his name. And he's in Bare Knuckle. And he won his fight in the Bare Knuckle fight. Him and Jake Paul... Jake had three guys lined up and he was the second guy. And they each sparred three rounds with Jake Paul. The dude that won the bare knuckle fight. That's a big, strong guy. I can't remember his name. Um, Bearded has tattoo. Didn't make it out of the second round of sparring with Jake Paul.
0: Hmm.
2: So, you know, and they brought the other guy in and and because he stopped the guy in sparring. So Mm -hmm. Jake Paul can box. I promise you, you should put your money on.
0: And when is that fight? Do we know? I mean, do you know off the top of your head? I think it's August. August. Okay. I
2: think it's August. Yeah. I, I can't remember exactly, but I'm pretty sure that I saw the date. So Did I'm gonna have
0: before? to do some serious pre editing here, Nick, because this particular episode that we are talking on right now is honestly not scheduled to drop until September. We have we're that <laughs> far ahead. So I'm gonna edit that little bit we just talked about. We're gonna drop that here in the next few days and and maybe use it, a teaser. it, it is. A we're going to use that as a right. teaser and it's going to gain some traction on, and, 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 maybe you, you see in the future, Josh, that would be amazing, but I, I don't doubt exactly. it. There is one thing we, we have to admit though. This will be his first, his, his biggest test, if you want to call it um, in professional boxing, as far as the opponents that he's been set up with.
2: Absolutely. I think, I think Tyrone, you know, he's got a lot of power. Um, but, but they're, they're making in boxing's not the UFC and it's not MMA. No. in MMA you're five and oh, you're fighting another guy that's five and oh, in boxing, you're 26 and oh, and you're fighting a guy that's five and, and 31, right. you know, mm-hmm. like they set these guys up and, and Jake Paul's not doing anything different than, you know, a lot of these other, um, fighters that have risen to the top were treated early on in their professional careers, you know? So. You know, I think they're making smart matchups and they're giving him the right matchups to kind of give him a little bit of notoriety to say this kid can box and then they should just slowly amp it up so that people continue to watch and go, this is the guy that's going to beat him. This is the guy that's going to beat him. Until, listen, I really think you might see Jake Paul and Conor McGregor and it might be one of the biggest pay-per-views that we've ever had in the history of combat sports. Jake, and that's, that's what they're after.
0: Jake, much bigger than Conor, though.
2: I mean, look, Logan it's, was much bigger is, yeah. than Mayweather. Right. It's yeah. entertainment. it's entertainment. Oh, absolutely. You know, no I, way. they're not gonna say, oh, this YouTuber can be bigger because he's fighting one of the best champions the UFC's had. Yeah. You know, that also fought Mayweather and maybe didn't do as good as Mayweather that his brother did. I know. So,
0: right? It's, it's oh, bottom line, I'm buying that pay-per-view, right? <laughs>
2: All of us are. I mean, I'm. I'm all about the entertainment aspect and the eyes and the sport. And you know, like you're talking about your son being in boxing, right? I've let my kids guide me. I I, I I trust my kids and who they are, and I'm just trying to kind of guide them in the right direction. And when I stopped fighting, um, I, I my little boy asked me if he could wrestle, and so I got. I I I not only had him wrestle, but I took. Um, over the wrestling program at the, at the high school for the youth program. And, and then my kids were like, hey, dad, we want to box a little bit. And Legend was four at the time and Atlas was two. So this is about four years ago. And now what I do is I run kids camps and I run a martial arts school that focuses on kids. And what we do is we have these kids come in and we teach them breath work and meditation we teach them um, yoga, jujitsu, and wrestling, and kickboxing, and we teach them all kinds of animal movements, and basically what we're doing is we're teaching these kids not to be the the, 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 the ones that are preyed on, not the kids that are going to be bullied, Right. and this kid, this kid that walks around like this, the bullies look for them, because they're looking for the weak kids to prey on, so we need to teach these kids anybody pick on them. And if anybody does try to pick on them, we teach them and give them the skills that they need to have to be able to defend themselves. And our kids are walking around, you know, proud of themselves. We teach them the Conor McGregor walk. We teach them (laughs) to do lion movements. And, and, And I think just off of like what we're talking about is I think that what we have missed in educating our kids in schools and teaching them logic is teaching them how to defend themselves so that they don't feel weak and insecure because the weak and insecure ones are the ones that are constantly walking around trying to prove themselves. That's physically well, and are... mentally. Yes, physically and mentally, you know. And then when you teach these kids to, you know, walk around to be confident, to defend themselves, not only are they happier with themselves, but they're happier with the environments that they're in. And then they're sticking up for the kids that are being picked on and bullied. And that's how we're going to not only change our society. You know, but it's like, no, we're going to change our, we're going to teach our kids to be strong and powerful so that they didn't stand up for each other so that they, our communities are stronger and can stand up for ourselves, you know, because I think that too much in society right now we're we're just after the logic and we're just after, you know, the accumulation of things when it's like, no, we need to teach our young men and our young women to be strong and to be powerful and to be confident so that we don't continue down this um you know, road that we're going down of letting weaker men, you know, be in charge of the decisions that we're making in life.
1: Wrong button.
0: No, no. (laughs) You're getting applause right now. I don't know if that's coming through on your side, but yeah, I I got a cool button that, that, you know, I'll do it again. There's some more applause because that was well said. And I don't think I could say it any better. Uh, this, uh, is it a school that you have? Where is that run out of? So if anyone's interested in looking that up, where, where can they go?
2: Yeah. So what, what I'm doing right now is I'm running summer camps and the summer camps I'm running. I had a, a, a studio that has um, massage and yoga and, and, um, it's a, it's a, it's a big, nice studio. Asked me if I would come and run, um, kids camps this summer. So I decided to run these kids' camps, and, and I'm running them. at it's a place called Brick Canvas in Utah, and um, that's what we basically teach these kids. Not to mention they do, they're do they doing water gun fights, and, and we teach them the Wim Hof method. So we teach them to get into ice baths, and at first they panic, and they freeze. But by the end, all these kids can sit down in the water and go, and have no emotion, no anything. They just know how to breathe and, and, and sit in these baths, you know. And then we do the same thing with, like, uh, the nerve cuts. At first, some of these kids get hit, and they cry, and they get sad. And by the end, they're learning to just stand proud that it doesn't hurt that bad, that they're not going to die. And, you know, we, 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 we're just – that's what we do. And what I, what I call it is American Who Hits You, which is my martial art like Brazilian jiu-jitsu, right? but I never went to Brazil. I didn't learn from Brazilian, so I started to call it my own martial art, American who hit you.
0: American uh, who hit you?
2: Who hit you. But I spell it H I T U, Like who hit you, or like jiu-jitsu, but who hit you. Gotcha. I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah you know, we just, because when I started fighting, you had to go over here and do boxing. You had to go over here and do jiu-jitsu, and then you had to go over here and do you're stretching or your, your, whatever else it was. And, and, you know, so I was like, no, I'm not just a jujitsu guy. And I'm not just a boxer. I'm a fighter. And I take everything that works and I leave what doesn't. And that's why I just created my own style, you know, which was a little bit everything. And now that's what I'm teaching these kids, but I'm not just teaching them how to fight. I'm teaching them how to, we're teaching them how to breathe. We're teaching them how to move. We're teaching them how to, you know, also defend themselves so that they can have this full compass of flexibility, strength, and agility, because the way you do anything is the way you do everything. So we want them to teach them to be like that in whatever situations come in life, so that they can just, you know, use their use their 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 breath and their emotions to just be strong little human beings. So we're doing it in Utah, and uh, I'm out here. So right now, um, when I. Did my transition from when I retired from fighting, when I stopped for a while, <laughs> um, I needed to heal my body, and so I found this guy named Cameron Shannon, and he runs Budokan. And what Budokan is is Budokan's a complete martial arts system. So they teach you um, the mind game of the meditation and the breathing exercises. They also have yoga for the, which yoga is like it's just a fight without an opponent. So like warrior one, warrior two, warrior three is all about a sword fight. They just took the weapons away from you, you know, and then he does jujitsu and kickboxing and it ties it all into just one, one system. And so I tied into Cameron's system so I could learn some of these other healing modalities. And um, I'm out here in Montana right now doing another workshop for the next week before I start my summer camps in Utah in July and August.
0: Wow, sounds like a busy guy. Now is Legend and Atlas. Oh, hello, love. Come here. Uh, I want you to meet Josh. This is my daughter Avery. Apparently, Hi, just Avery. How are you? just just coming in from a, a, a play date from the friends in the pool. You all good?
2: All right. Nice. Nice to meet you, Avery. Thanks for letting us talk to your dad and hang out for a little while.
0: Say thank you. I don't. She can't hear.
2: Uh, he, he said, "Thanks for letting
0: me hang out and talk with you." Thank you. <laughs> Right, cool mm. um, okay, Legend Atlas. She, and, yeah, yeah. Anytime my little girl shows up, that's it. That's.
2: I'm the same. Whoop. way. I go like, oh, hold on one sec, guys. My kids are here. Yeah. And now I
0: now I forgot what I was gonna say. Now I remember. Legend and Atlas. Are they still? Uh, are they still fighting? Are they still doing that? Or are they? Yeah, so- and you're letting them, and you're totally cool with that.
2: Yeah. So so this is kind of like what happened is um, I had my, I had a gym and I had a partner in my gym. And when COVID happened, he wanted everybody to wear masks because he was an older guy. And I understood that. But I was like, I'm not going to put these kids in masks. I'm not going to. It's just not. I'm okay with everybody else wanting to do it. But I'm I'm not going to do it. And um, he um, decided that through that, that like he was, he had a chance to get out of his lease. So we shut down our gym. Right. And our gym did really good. And I saved some money when I was fighting. So I was able to take that period of the COVID lockdown. I got to take the time off. And what I did is I pulled my kids out of school because I didn't want them, you know, having to deal with all the things that went in school and I homeschooled my kids. But what I also did is I started a movement school um, where these kids who were homeschooled would come in and they would do everything that I just told you about. Right. And then things, the, the lockdown lifted and, um, I, uh, the sports started back up. So I started coaching, um, Atlas and T-ball and I started coaching legend in flag football yeah. and teaching flag football to 10, eight year olds and seven year olds is the hardest thing I've ever had to coach and teach in my life.
0: I bet, man. I used to be that kid.
2: I mean, and just, they didn't know how to hand off yet to throw the ball yet, right. what a running back, and like, I had to teach him like from scratch, you know?
0: Well, good job. And,
2: Speaking yeah, of football...
0: So, go ahead, sorry. No, go ahead, you're good. Oh, was day you, you gave me the perfect, you know, transition question. So, obviously, you're a sport fan. This is the part yeah. where Nick, even though he hasn't said much in the past few minutes, he's just going to completely check out for this for this am
2: we need to take it easy on him and let him get a little rest. <laughs> <laughs> Got a big fight coming up. I should probably text
1: Brian Lindsay right now and make sure we can... We can make this happen.
2: <laughs> if anybody can make it happen, it's Brian. Lynch. Yes. He's CEO of Vegas. <laughs> Absolutely. Actually,
1: you know what? We'll ask him tomorrow night. He'll be on the, uh, we'll have you come on the, the dad. Are you, yeah, are you free thing, tomorrow? Seven yeah. o'clock Pacific. For like thirty minutes. Just let,
2: me make, let me make sure I know where I'm at. That's a. I absolutely can do it. Tie me in. We'll talk to Brian. Okay. We'll get our trip set up to so, Vegas.
0: So what we're Vegas. doing tomorrow night is uh, it's a Father's Day special. So we're gonna have like probably twenty squares on this screen yeah. here um, of past guests we've had over the past few months um some very famous some not so famous whatever the case it's going to be fun it's just a quick say hi to everyone wish all the fathers out there who listen and watch Dadcast a happy fathers day and whatever else trouble we can get into in 20 minutes it seems fun so uh, yes tomorrow we'll confirm that with Lindsay send
2: me send me that <laughs> zoom link i'll get on there
0: while all right fine. now the question football fan yes yeah. yep who is your
2: football, so you, I'm a big football fan
0: who's your pro team
2: Chicago Bears.
0: You're a, a Bears. I got no problem with that. See, my lady's a but huge bear man. Kid. i kid.
2: was born in the 80s. And in, in, in 85, you know, my uncle, the Bears were playing the Giants. And yep. he won, he's like, I'll bet you his favorite team was the Giants. The Bears whooped them. Mm-hmm. I won five bucks, bought a mug, and the Bears have been my favorite team ever since.
0: <laughs> All right.
2: <laughs> never, never wavered. People like, who else do you like? I'm like, what do you mean? I only like the Bears.
0: I know. I don't <laughs> get that one. You know, if I had to pick. I'm a Raider fan, so I'm a perennial loser of at least this uh, century. Um but they always ask who's your second favorite team? like, What? College? Okay, I I I I can do that, but Wait. what's up, baby yeah. girl? Do you need something? Yes. Uh and now the clocks on and the
2: you know kids come in because that's what this is about
0: 100 yeah did say you know I, I worked in radio in 20 for 20 years if that scenario had just happened it you know the day job FM panic would ensue uh the bosses would freak <laughs> out it, this is dad cast man they want to come on hang out absolutely uh, was that today just, uh, no it was yesterday we did a podcast yesterday and invited his kids on and they were on for like 20 right. minutes
2: yeah, if I was home, my kids would be right here. They'd be talking shit with us. Yeah, it's be fantastic. It <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who's your college team? Uh, the Utes. You, you know, t- being from Utah, I was. Uh, I played at Dixie State. I got All American at Dixie State at um, tailback. I had fifteen hundred yards, eighteen touchdowns. Got you know All American. Had a full ride to go up to the University of Utah. Um, it was Urban Meyer's first year at the U. I had always wanted to play for the University of Utah. And uh, that summer, there was a local tournament for NHB fights. And um, I had never trained martial arts. I was only a wrestler and been in a lot of street fights and was like, right. I'm going to enter this. And I entered the NHB tournament. I lost the first fight. I laid in the middle of the ring like this is the coolest thing I've ever done. <laughs> I dropped out of school on that Monday, told him to give my scholarship to somebody else. I was going to be a professional fighter.
0: Wow. At- and this after cool. taking a loss.
2: After taking a loss, I was just like, this is the hardest,
0: toughest thing I ever did. Yeah, didn't mm-hmm. see? It's that, that perseverance me. and that mindset, man, is why you were successful and continue I, I feel like that's to all be I'm successful feel.
1: after Josh kicks my ass. I don't,
2: you know, <laughs> listen, I'm not even going to hit you. I'm just going to give you some chokes. That's if you can
1: catch me. You're going to hit him. <laughs> let,
2: let, Maybe open hand. Maybe open
0: hand. If he can catch you, let me let me uh, here. Yeah. Let, let me <laughs> shut a little light on this scenario here. Five eight, almost three hundred pounds. He ain't moving that
2: fast. <laughs> forty two years the old. Better movers, the. the, the know. better know.
0: I know. I'm I'm pretty fluffy too these days. I'm like 5'11", 270 right now, and I'm not in shape. But I can still move around like I'm one hundred and eighty still. So it's. Yeah, but, but you know you
2: what? What matters most is I used to have a beard like this, and I think you guys, you know, if we talked the first time. And now with your guys' beards and my shaved face, I feel pretty and you guys look tough. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm missing my beard right now. He just trimmed
0: it, man. Yeah, this thing used to be crazy too. And it's funny, Nick, literally last week, did you say to grow the whole thing back and yeah, get rid of the whaler? Yeah, grow it again? All back. He said, Grow the mustache back. And I swear, like the second the next day, my son just randomly runs out of his room points at me and starts laughing and I'm like, well, what, what dude, what, what's so funny? He's like, I just watched a video where you had a mustache and you look ridiculous. <laughs> I'm like, man, it wasn't a mustache. That was the whole beard. He's like, I know it looked lame. So if I did have any thoughts about growing that part back, my son just yanked that right back for the time being. Yeah, thanks
2: a lot Sawyer. <laughs> but I, my boys got so mad at my shade. They're like, you're not the king anymore, dad. <laughs> um, you know, they get, lions have to have their beard, you know. And I was like, it'll grow back. That's why I shaved it. Exactly,
0: anyway. it'll grow back. Okay, here she comes again. What's what up, little girl? Right
2: there. Oh, see, there we go.
0: What was that? I missed it.
2: That's what we were working with right there. Yeah, You look so much tougher. I look. It's like yeah. a prisoner yeah. when you shave. Yeah, you see know? that 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 picture scares me. Bro, yeah, is, yeah I'm, this doesn't. I'm, I'm
1: not scared of that.
2: I agree. Yeah. You know what they call a man without a
0: beard? Not a man. A woman. <laughs> a woman. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you for the record your words <clears throat> not mine
2: yeah yeah i mean uh, if i tease people when i have mine i have to give it to myself yeah. when i don't
0: how long's it been since you shaved it
2: uh it's been about a month i had it for about a year all right and then so what shaved it just because
0: it was just a, a just i'm gonna shave it for the heck of it type deal
2: just out of nowhere i just just one day I woke up and was like i'm over it yeah that's that's, it.
0: that's what well, happened with me too i i I mean, I did a whole like two year growth where all I did was, you know, keep it clean and shaped. And so we're talking little itty bitty trims. And then I messed up on one of those one days and it just took a big fat chunk out of it. So I had to bring it down. And then from that point forward, it
1: just got lower and lower
0: and lower and lower until this is basically what I'm working with.
2: Yeah,
1: this is the lowest mine's been in probably five years. Sounds personal. (laughs)
2: yeah i think i I think this time when i start to grow back that i'm gonna keep it probably for the longest period of time i wanted to have the beard like the statue on my arm
0: yes you need to go straight wizardry gandalf
2: yeah it's gonna be like i'm just letting it go for a few years (laughs)
0: nice (laughs) well if the kids say it
2: yeah you gotta let my kids know their dad's you know the king again
0: legend and atlas the king beard that's hilarious. I never, they never referred to me as the king. They just said I look stupid with a mustache. got get no respect. It, comes,
2: it comes from the Lion King. You <laughs> yeah. know, it's like, you know, Mufasa has this giant mane. Yeah. They're like, How come the other lion. I'm like, oh, he's the little boy. He's not the king yet. So <laughs> they've always remembered that. And dad's always had a beard. So when I shaved, they're like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> They still made fun of That's hilarious. Wow. So, man, it sounds oh, to so me-, me, oh, go ahead.
2: So I was going to uh, finish on that part with, with traditional sports. Right. My, I, I, I tell my kids like, you should play baseball. Like it's good to be around, you know, and have that team. And, and then I, my son legend, I'm like, let's play flag football. Like let's do something else. And legend says to me, I don't want to play on a team sport, dad. And I'm like, I know, but I want you to, I want you to just try to experience it and learn. And he goes, dad, I want to fight. And I'm like, I know son, but you're eight years old. And like, there's not a lot of fights for you right now. So like, let's train wrestling and let's train boxing and let's, let's get into this jujitsu and I will teach you. And, and, but let's, let's try some of these other sports too. Cause I just want you to try different things. And he goes, but dad, I already know I want to fight and I don't want to wrestle. I want to punch people too. And I'm like, so yeah, they, that's how my kids feel. My, my little boy Atlas, he's, he's going to be great. I already know he's going to be great because he's just, uh, the way that he moves and his brother's tougher than him. So I have two little boys that saw their dad fight that okay. sat next to Dana White in the cage that mm-hmm. watched their dad fight. And I try to show them videos of me fighting and they're like, whatever, dad, let's watch Roman Reigns. You can't hang with Roman Reigns. <laughs> right. like, oh, Roman yeah, Reigns. Yeah.
0: Yeah atlas legend <laughs> i hate to break it to you but the only person in that ring that may stand a chance is a guy by the name of brock lesnar okay so
2: I don't, that's a big human it size doesn't yes.
0: <laughs> but i mean that's the only legit you know fighter <laughs> real, in, you know in yeah. wwe i mean everyone's got, so, a, a, they got a puncher's chance i suppose but yeah I, if i'm dollars to pesos i'm taking you over roman reigns even right now with no training
2: well, my my kids aren't. They think they can all be this am like no. but they a have a love for combat sports. Right. I try to get them into the other stuff just to give them experience. But I really believe that I'm gonna have two little boys that are martial artists. One of them will probably run gyms and be very business oriented, and the other one's gonna be like, I wanna be the best.
0: Now you know? let me ask you this. Is there is this it? Are there is there no more children in the future of Josh Berkman or is the possibility of a daughter still on the table?
2: You know, I've always thought that I was going to have a daughter, you know, and um, I was married to the boy's mom for four years and she had a really hard time. She, she liked the idea of the fighting um, from the outside, but once she was in it and saw how focused I was and and realized that like it takes a toll on on, on the, the family, it was hard on her and I wasn't done yet. And I knew that my boys would also probably go into this profession and I wanted to be able to guide them in it without having um, her upset with me all the time. So we decided to not be married anymore. And, um, but I really enjoyed having a family. I enjoyed having a wife and I'm definitely in a different phase in my life now, but I would just need a woman that um, knew how to like support that maybe a little bit better. And if I found that, then i think i would um possibly have um uh another child all right but, you know i'm 41 years old i'm really really enjoying where me and my boys are at right now and if i didn't have any and if i didn't get married well i'm really enjoying this phase of fatherhood
0: fair enough that guy right there yeah, and he's, yeah. he's on my screen he's right over there 41 <laughs> years old right nick Yep. and he has a one-year-old baby
2: that's right And you
0: got six six, that he knows about.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I got, I got two that I'm sure. of.
0: (laughs) But there's something to be said. And, and this is,
2: what was that? Nick, your health 41, 41. You just had a one year old.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a whole new ball game after 40, man. It's like the (laughs) body's different. It's way more tiring. It's just, it's all the cool thing is there's more patience you you're right. actually financially I'm way more prepared this time so
2: right and yeah. the older ones can help out a little bit too now right yeah yeah definitely that,
0: yeah so yeah yeah I was close to that age my daughter just turned eight I'm 46 so you know I was I was a pretty old dad too when it came down to it
2: well you know too I mean we're, we're different now right our life our lifespans are different I think mm-hmm. that um I think that we're, you know, I, I think that I could be a father in my, you know, and have new kids in my forties. I would probably just need a younger wife for vitality.
0: And <laughs> yeah, you go. That's yeah. why I,
2: yeah. might, I might be forty-five, but she's thirty, and that's okay. Well, that's that's where
0: Nick's rolling right now. How old's Danielle? Uh, Thirty-five. Thirty-five. Four. So, so six. Yeah. I still got you beat, son. My nice. lady's nine, ten years younger than me. So <laughs> doing, doing well, just.
2: Yeah. About like that kind of thing too is I think that, you know, my kids have actually um helped heal me and helped me be younger, you know, by mm-hmm. by wanting to wrestle with them, by want I, I could have walked away from fighting and been like, I'm old, I did this, I'm beat up, I I you know, but my kids didn't give me that choice. They were like, Dad, come wrestle with me, dad teach me boxing. And I felt like it oh, I owed it to my kids to continue to like take care of myself to heal myself and to get back in a place well not where I can fight, but mm-hmm. where I can be active and teach them something that I love. And yeah. that's been the greatest lesson of retiring from fighting is I didn't, I retired from, from the competition and the fighting, but I didn't retire from um, being a martial artist and mm-hmm. expecting the best of myself mentally and physically so that I could have the energy to be able to groom these little lions that want to be fighters. And it's like, no, I had to become young again. Yeah. And, and I learned that by being around them and by hanging out with them and be, being like, let's have Nerf gun fights. Let's have water gun fights, you know? And, and it's really given me my, my youth and my vitality back, you know? And so, um, yeah,
1: it's definitely the coolest part with being an older dad too. It's like, you know, I'm up at 5.00 AM, sometimes 3.00 AM hitting the gym six days a week. And then making sure I, I have the energy to chase the little guy around. And then my older kids, you know, I play basketball with them and help them with football and that kind of stuff. So.
2: Yeah. You know, I think that's one of, the, one of the great lessons. It's like, yes, we're here to, um, to protect them. And, but I think that they're guiding us just as much. I think there's a lot of lessons oh, yeah, we really pay attention to our kids, you know, yeah. and, 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 Things that we get upset with them about are also really probably good lessons for us to pay attention to ourselves in. You know, it's like legend, clean up your mess. Well, dad, pick up your can. Okay.
0: <laughs> Two shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you mentioned it earlier, man. The Lion King. It's the circle of life. We were kids. We complained about that. Now we're older and we're complaining about what our parents complained about to our kids. And they're complaining <laughs> right back at us about the things that we said then. And around and around and around we go.
2: It. Hundred percent. I mean, I myself all the time, and I'm like, "Listen, one day you'll get it." Now,
0: not not that I'm I'm pressing the issue, but I'm just I'm just throwing this out there for you, man. If ever you get the chance, being a dad to a daughter is the whole different ball game, man. You can ask him, you can ask me, and ask any one (laughs) of your friends that are dads to daughters. Um, It's it's like it's hard to explain. You know, when I had my son. It was awesome. I mean, I got my son first right off the bat. You know, the bloodline is going to continue. The name will go on. You know, I got a son. You know what I'm talking about? It's a son. 100%. And then I had this baby girl, and it's just so different. It's crazy. If you ever get the chance, give it a try. It's all I'm saying. It's all I'm saying.
2: Well, like, that's why I say it. the boys are on the right arm, the yep. left arm is. You know, and I feel like if I do, you know, I felt like in younger, I was having all boys. If I would have kept going, they would all came out boys. Yeah. I think different phase in life were like, yeah, I think if I, I found a woman I loved and, you know, she could add to what me and the boys have, you know, and become part of our family, then I would absolutely like expand, you know, yeah. into that. And I'm open to that. I wasn't open to that when my kids were in diapers and when they were, you know, I was like, no, this time's for me and them, yeah. you know, and I got divorced and when I got divorced, I said I wouldn't be a different father than I was when I married. So I wake up when my kids wake up when they're with my dad, when they're with their mom. I go to sleep when my kids go to sleep when they're with their mom. And I've kept the same schedule as my kids so that I could be on the same page as my kids, you know. And and I think now I'm at a place where it's like, okay, we really got to enjoy that because you don't get that time back, you know. Okay. And it's just like I never wanted to like have any kind of regret. Um about the way that I was with, with my, with my kids, you know, and I paid attention to those, you know, everybody says that enjoy the time. It happens fast. And it was like, you no, know, I, after refining, I you know, I took time off to just, to just be a father, you know? And then for the last two years, I've been able to coach my kids. I've been able to educate my kids in school and, you know, there's parts of it that, that hurt me financially, but I'll always be able to make money. I understand how to make money but I won't be able to have that precious time back with my kids at
0: four or five, six years old. That's you know, for damn sure. Now, exactly. and, and I also thought when you were talking to me here, that space that's empty on your arm, <clears throat> there's always room for granddaughters. Just saying.
2: Hey, that's a great point. We'll give it 15, <laughs> 20 <laughs> just, years yeah.
0: preferably, but you know, there's, there's space and options then as well. And which yeah, is, I, which I, is I, a realm that I haven't gone into yet. Nick of all of us, Nick's closest.
1: Uh, yeah, I am the closest. I mean, that's you've got... How old your oldest? He's 22 and he's in the Army. So, yeah. Really? Yeah.
2: Thank you. That's a that's a serious...
1: Yeah, he's actually he's oh, actually yes. going to be back. I think next week he'll be on leave finally. He's been stuck in Seoul for like almost two years. Welcome back,
0: son. Yeah. I've got the Rona.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I so, know. Yeah, oh. I'll have to bring him. if he, He's going to be visiting. So, I'll have to bring him <laughs> in on the podcast just to say, hey.
2: I right? will tell him he's got a corner. His dad, exactly.
1: <laughs> so you
0: you you covered with us earlier, lying on the floor, losing your first fight, which is what inspired you to continue to be the fighter and and take this path. What was the feeling after the first win?
2: Well, oh, man, that was one of the like the best feelings ever. You know, because when when uh the loss wasn't super hard because I didn't train for it.
0: Right.
2: I, it was more like, man, it's showing me my path and my purpose, you know? And then I was like, and a guy, I beat the guy up for first round and then the first minute of the second round. And then I picked him up and I slammed him on his head and he armbarred me. And uh-huh. I was like, what was that? Right. You know, yeah. that's the Gracie stuff. That's the jujitsu stuff. So then I went back in and I started training. You know, and I started going to jujitsu and about about two months later, I took the, the fight and I was a little more nervous this time. I kind of knew what I was getting into, but I worked hard. I worked hard to get ready for this fight. And I went out and I I, I, I destroyed the kid <laughs> and and what I did. It was like confirmation to me that like, yeah, yeah, this was the right move, you know, and and then I went and, and I won nine fights in a row and my third fight um i got to rematch the kid that was nine and oh that beat me because he was he was nine and oh and he had won the first tournament right and that was my first fight and they're like oh well he's first seed and you're the eighth seed so you have to fight him right you know and i went out and i beat him in three seconds
0: oh, three seconds he
2: came out he tried to throw a front kick i body locked, picked him up and slammed
0: and that was it good night This is what you call it uncomfortable. Come on, Internet. Come back, Josh. <laughs> you're frozen, man. Just so you know. Don't know if you can hear us, but you're frozen. This is the longest freeze we've ever had, Nick. All right. Well, we're waiting for him to unfreeze. Yeah, we'll no, see.
1: I'm oh, don't worry. <laughs> we'll see. He, no, might, no, he I'm, might pop I'm, back I'm on. Scared. I'm scared for the fight. Three seconds isn't very long. <laughs> I want to last at least 35 <laughs> seconds. It's exhibition. <laughs> of course, they're going to make it work for you, man. All right. Let's see if he logs back in with us.
0: That would be a dang shame. I want to say goodbye. We're getting close, and I still had a couple questions for him. Well, let's see if he logs back in. Oh, okay. We lost him. Let's see if he comes back on.
1: I lost you, too. Oh, no, you're there. Never mind. (laughs) Well, you're not in the top of the screen anymore.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I got to tell you what. I don't know if he's going to come back on with us, but I can tell you that this, this episode is sneaky good. Like this it's is really one good. of one of my more favorite episodes that we've uh we've ever recorded, man. I, I really yeah. enjoyed talking with him and hearing, you know, his journey and how he raises children. He's raising little warriors, man, little lions, like he said. That's uh pretty awesome. I hope he comes back nice. so we can say goodbye to him. Yeah. You texting yeah. him? Yeah. Everyone else, pretty good episode, huh? Right? since I have the opportunity. And if you've made it this far into the episode, thank you so much for A, listening on whoever you listen to your podcast. And if you happen to be watching this on YouTube, Please, man. We'd really appreciate if you haven't done so already, is go ahead and click that subscribe button right down there and the bell for notifications, and you know give us a thumbs up. If you didn't like it, smash the thumbs down. That's all good. And uh, leave us a comment on what you thought about this uh, episode and any questions you may have for Josh. And any questions or ideas on future possible guests? Well, I'm going to give it another minute and a half, and if not, we're going to say goodbye which would be a darn shame. How you
1: feeling, buddy? You doing okay? You hanging in there? Yeah. No, I'm just like, I, f- I feel like I'm soaked in sweat.
0: Oh, oh, there we go. There we yes. go. <laughs> All right. Figured it out. Oh, good, man. So yeah, we, we, you froze on us and then I, I, I chit chatted for another 30 seconds and then, then we had a little conversation with ourselves, going, "I hope he comes back. That would be a damn shame." I secretly think, honestly, and I'm looking right at you, man. This has been one of my favorite episodes I've ever recorded. Um, um, oh, that's awesome! Man. I you, appreciate you. you Fun to
2: talk to you guys about this stuff.
0: You, uh, your approach to fatherhood, and you know, just your whole the whole way you do it. I, I love it. I, I think it's fantastic. It's great. It's What the world needs more of, and amazing.
2: Well, thanks. You know, I I had a good father and he didn't have a great father. You know, his father had a harder upbringing and my dad's goal was always to do better for us than his father did for him. And I feel like I um, owe my kids that too. to try to do. I don't know if I can do better, but to try to take the lessons that my dad gave me and try to give them a little bit better. You know, and I think that, you know, like the world's in an interesting place right now. And I really believe that our children are the future, but we're their present. And right. if we don't do our job in the present, then the future is bleak. But if we do our job, then it's bright and we'll see the changes in the world that we want to see.
0: There you go. Write it down. Quote him. Josh Bergman. <laughs> Father of the Year Candidate 2021 and moving on. All right, man. So we are real close to be uh, getting out of time on this episode. Um, I want to lighten the mood just a touch before we end things. We are going to do like a barrage of random quick questions that Josh Berkman has to answer if he's down. Are you ready?
2: I'm all right. Like I said, open
0: book. All right. One thing you can't leave home without.
2: Uh, I mean, I feel like, unfortunately, it's my phone. You no, know, we're all like that these days.
0: That's pretty much everyone's answer. Um, now, I'm, I'm going to disclose. I love it when I ask this question because I like to disclose the best answer I ever heard and who gave me that best answer when I asked that question. Um, like I said, I used to work in radio, so I had an opportunity to talk to a lot of people. I asked that question of George Thorogood. You know what George Thorogood is, right? No. Who? Uh, musician. George Thorogood. Bad to the bone. Okay. Uh, answer that question. What is one thing you cannot leave home without his answer? Kissing my wife. Kissing the girlfriend, okay. kissing the lady, whatever the case. And I went, you know what? Damn, that's a good answer. <laughs> All single, right. So I can't
2: give that one, but that's a good one. Fair that enough. Fair enough. Some- you know, on, on,
0: on the flip, it could have been kissing or hugging the kids. Goodbye. Whatever Never the case.
2: Seen. Second yeah.
0: question. Favorite yeah. food. Pizza. Pizza,
2: pizza is always. I mean, I can eat that all the time. You, you are know, stuck
0: on an island <laughs> and there's no pizza available. What are you eating? Sushi. All right, you could probably find plenty of that on an island.
2: <laughs> yeah, There we go. That's. I got that option.
0: Top two favorite movies.
2: Top two: Gladiator and Braveheart.
0: Are you not entertained? I almost did that in a, in a Scottish accent. I was going to mix it. Oh, you're not entertained. There you go. All right.
2: I think I threw that into one of my post fight interviews. Just because, uh,
0: <laughs> you got to do the whole. You know,
2: you're not entertained.
0: <laughs> that's that's real good, Nick. Come on, give me one.
1: Uh, you want me to answer? Or you want me to ask? No, you a ask a
0: question or answer. Your pick, man. This is the,
1: the this is the, the the flash five part. Go. You're asking the crazy COVID guy here. <laughs> Uh, you you go first.
0: <laughs> ask ask <me. laughs> What is currently on your radio in your car, or the last thing you listen to? Tyler Farr. Okay. You
2: know it's it's Chris Stapleton. I've been I've been I've been enjoying him with my uh, road trip music. Broken mm-hmm. Halos, Traveler, Millionaire. Chris Stapleton's been on my my my, my music for a minute.
0: What's your dream nice. car?
2: Yeah, you know t- trucks i i had it it was the, it was the 2016 titan you know it was it okay it was the, it was it was the, it was the one i will or tundra it was the truck i always wanted and uh I, I could have i feel like at that point i could have bought anything i wanted and i went out and i got the tundra bam right so, oh the four-door maserati okay badass car
0: that wouldn't be bad might i recommend a uh tesla cyber truck in the future
2: I mean, those are pretty sweet. You know, I, I've looked at them. And I was like, what do you think? But I would go with the new Ford Bronco before I would go with that Tesla. Fair yeah, enough. That
1: one is sick. I, I just saw one of those I'm like, oh, my gosh. See, my favorite, my dream car is the Ford Bronco 2 from Speed.
2: Thing. Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> that, that right. right
1: there! Favorite boxer of all time.
2: Whoo, that's, you know, I got to say Ali, but I also think Mayweather. Um I I love Ali. I love Ali for just everything that he was. I feel like as much as he was a boxer, he was a prophet. Yeah, absolutely. But I learned more and emulated Mayweather. Maybe he, you know, I I learned a lot from watching him and studying him also.
0: Did Conor McGregor fight Khabib in his prime?
2: Mm, No. Conor McGregor, it's hard to go to work and fight when you're sleeping in silk pajamas. Exactly. Conor McGregor was enjoying his money and his fame and his distillery uh, more than he was focused on uh, the, the kind of focus he had early in his career.
0: I know this is a hypothetical and we'll never know the answer, but this is more of an opinion. Does Conor McGregor, if he has the eye of the tiger, beat Khabib four years prior?
2: I think that Conor McGregor, if he was at his best, could have definitely gave Khabib everything he could have the more i think that you saw that maybe um he could have um defended the takedown and things like that but yes i think conor mcgregor could have gave um could be every bit of what he wanted if um he would have found his prime in his early 30s
0: all right is he going to beat poirier in the third fight
2: I want to say yes, but I thought for sure he was going to beat him in the first one. I I mean, Connor's got 150 million in the bank, and I'm not sure that he has the hunger that he has. Connor was good because he was a dick and he didn't care. Yeah. But he's an advanced martial artist who's found a little bit more peace and a little more humility. And I'm not sure that you can come back once you find that.
0: All right. Final question You shed 50 pounds, you fight Connor, do you win?
2: I whooped Connor's ass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry.
0: <clears throat> I'm still getting over a little cough too, man.
2: Especially That's- in my prime. When I was in my you prime, I worked back, though. You gotta be a little more intense. Gotta have the beard back. I agree. Okay. And <laughs> when I was in my prime from 31 to 35, nobody touched me. Including John Fitch, who was like, everybody's gonna he's gonna whoop this guy. Mm. You know, I was a huge underdog. I went out and beat John Fitch in 41 seconds. Mm. I went out and beat Tyler Stinson in the first round. I beat everybody in the first round and I beat everybody easily. And if I would have been in the UFC from 31 to 35, I would have done it to everybody there too.
0: And there you have it, party people. Josh Berkman, amazing father, fighter. Gosh, I want to say humanitarian, teacher of the children. God, thank story. you so much for hanging out and coming on dad cash, man. It has been an extra special episode for me. I don't know about Nick, but I, I <laughs> listen, Nick, you know,
2: I mean, he's got, I'm glad you were here and for emotional support, but go get some rest, take some deep breaths, get in a nice bath the mess. Cause listen, COVID messes with your, your respiratory system and your um, nervous system. So you got to take some deep breaths and you got to get that nervous system to calm down. And the best way to do it is to get your ass in an ice bath and let it all shrink up and open back up. And I promise you, it will make you feel better.
0: I'm going to try that. Would you recommend he also takes it a little easier than normal? (laughs)
2: yeah i mean you gotta rest but i think you you know i think that our nervous systems are under attack you know
0: what he told me today he told me this morning that he went out to the friggin gym this morning to work out granted they separated and did it outside but i'm like bro you are got the covid you got the rona man i get it you're a badass you're tenacious but you need to get the rest man you could take a day or two off Coaches are
1: like don't be a pussy go sweat it out you're gonna be fine that's that's how i feel Yeah, and I
2: I think the key right now is you don't want to create more inflammation in the body. You need to take some deep breaths. You need to take an ice bath. And if you do that, I promise you, you'll get better faster.
0: And you might even be 100% to fight Josh in a couple months. Boom. And on that (laughs) note, once again. But you're
2: not getting out out of it so (laughs) i'm in 100 i like it right on the phone we'll make this happen
0: i cannot (laughs) wait to film this yeah and we'll see you well (laughs) what's funny in the whole this is going to be inception-y but we will see you tomorrow night but all of you watching this we already did tomorrow night two months ago and on that note thank you very much josh berkman it's been a pleasure once again for coming on dadcast we appreciate you you have an amazing rest of your day, and I, I can't wait to meet you in person. And I honestly can't wait to see you tap him out.
2: I mean, it's going to be a fun weekend in Vegas. I All appreciate right, you
0: everyone else, thank you so much for hanging out, listening, and watching. We see you. We will see you next week. See ya.